you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. It's an honor, again, to come across your broadcast and just to, just to have you out there, and we're moving along on narcissism. I tell you, this is a tough subject. It's it's hard. There's so many things to talk about, and we're going to do just that, especially over the next couple of weeks. We're going to invite some people who've been hurt. We're going to we're going to keep on doing these types of things, but you know, we look at different subjects. We we want to help you to have a guide. Hey, how do I deal with this? How do I work with this? You know, what's the best way to go forward? And we, we just sp- spoke yesterday about rewriting history, and I gave an example on that, one of my own. And uh, now I want to talk about one that was given to me. It's not mine, but I want to entitle this particular episode The Homewrecker. Before we want to do that, I want to say hi to Kevin. He's still out there enjoying that uh, Southern California sunshine. How are you, brother? <laughs> Hey, Doug, I'm doing great, doing great. It's a little rainy right now, but, you know, I, I remember a song years ago, it never rains in Southern California. That's right, well, brother. It's, 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 it's raining at the moment, but it was sunny earlier, praise God. But girl, let me tell you. Yeah. No, I remember that song. Unfortunately, I have a problem with the second stanza of Amazing Grace, but I remember that song. But, you know, you know, brother, um, I got to believe there's some of the best Mexican food on God's green earth uh, within a half an hour or so of where you're parked right oh. now. Have you enjoyed any of that? Oh, brother. Yes, sir. Someone told us about um, this place called That Mexican Place, and it's one of these little holes in the wall, similar to what you took me to in Denver. Yeah. And uh, it, it, you know, no one spake, spoke English, and I didn't, <laughs> yeah. under, didn't understand anything. I'm glad they had pictures on the menu, on the big yeah. menu board. But, you know, went into the counter, ordered uh, some, uh, it was chimichurri. No, it was, anyway, it's something with a whole lot of steak. Brother, I never saw this much steak in a, oh. uh, in a dish and refried beans. It was the oh. best. My buddy Jason, my youngest, was with me at the time, and he ordered a uh, burrito. That burrito was like a fallen log. It was, <laughs> huge. It, it was big. You could freeze it, and it would look like it should be stacked firewood. And uh, <laughs> I'd love a quart of those. That was good stuff. Yeah, you know, and I have man, there's a switch on me. So when I go into a good Mexican place. You know, any thought of staying healthy, doing the right thing just kind of goes out the window. And so I usually end up getting a pineapple soda or something, you know, and just getting the, the world's worst food for me and just hammering away. And, uh, oh, well, praise God. I'm glad you found it. So anyway, the situation on this to let you guys and Kevin know on this. So the homewreckers, this person who comes into a family and uh, in, in, in the detailed description I have sitting in front of me, uh, marries into a family, a sibling and things like that. And then systematically through narcissism, systematically, uh, through devilish actions, yet claiming godly 
actions turn into devilish results because you can never put the devil and God together and uh, have it come out good. It's like multiplying zero toward anything. You have zero at the end. That's what happens when you try to mix the devil with God and say, well, the devil did this, but it's good. Multiply this by God, it's zero. It's below zero. It's a negative number. It's a sign number. Go back and take your algebra classes again. It just doesn't work. And, uh, and so then systematically roots up the family, Kevin, you know, all of a sudden, you know, mom's not good enough. Dad's not good enough. Big brother's not good enough. And you systematically take one family member away at a time. But, you know, as a narcissist always does, you go after the person on the highest perch. You go after the, you know, the patriarch or the matriarch, uh, and you knock that person off first. And so before you know it, I mean, you got people hating each other, going crazy. And how do we deal with this, Kevin? We got this home record showing up, coming into the family, marrying a sibling. I could be a brother or sister to this sibling and just tearing apart the family. Well, when they come in, they, first of all, usually love bomb the ones that they, they want to use or can use. Um, and so they, they come in and they, uh, I remember one time someone that turned out to be a narcissist sat down with my family and sat across from a beautiful, one of my beautiful young daughters. And the first words out of his mouth that I remember were something like, um, I can tell you're a thinker mm-hmm. and then proceeded, proceeded to, um, turn on the charm and the magnetism. And, uh, but anyway, he, that, that was just in, in that individual's case, it, 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 I found out later that was his, his MO was to, <clears throat> to love bomb people and those he could not, uh, love bomb successfully. Um, he had to destroy or try to destroy. And that's, I think that's where you're going with that is, is, um, you know, if someone is going through something like that, I, you know, first of all, I think it's it's important to recognize the battle is not against flesh and blood. It says mm. Second Corinthians. Um, in fact, you know, a narcissist in the Bible, I think he was probably a narcissist, was Ananias. He lied to the Holy Spirit oh, and to Peter. But, you know, Peter wisely, you know, he had come and said, uh, I've sold money and here, I'm giving it to you, you know, as a, um, uh, as, as a gift to, to the church. And, uh, he claimed to have sold all of it, but he held a certain part back. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? So I, you know, want to just remind people that, uh, if someone's, and this goes along with the last episode yesterday, is if someone's attacking you and, and love bombing someone else in, in, in a situation where there's a, they're trying to divide and conquer, they're trying to split up a family to try to get some people on their side to validate some position they have or to invalidate the position of someone else uh, that, 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 that is in a disagreement with them or, or, or just, you know, whatever. So when, when that happens, um, I think we need to recognize that Satan number one has filled their heart to do it. And throughout the scriptures, you'll see God's man call someone else on the carpet and said, 
Satan has stirred you up. Satan. Um, I'm trying to think, was it Elemis the sorcerer that uh, Paul said, you know, you, this Satan's filled you to do this. Um, you know, and you're lying to the Holy Ghost. This is, this is, you're not just lying about me. Um, you're lying to the, uh, you know, to the Holy Ghost. God, what you're doing behind someone's back the, or the, the backstabbing you're doing, God, it's before God's eyes. There's nothing behind, it might be behind someone else's back, but recognize that this person is lying to God. And God knows, and God's going to keep the record. And uh, so that's the first thing is recognize it's a spiritual warfare. Yeah, that, that is a yeah, serious battle going on. And if, if, if that's happening to you, it's an attack on your family. And it, it might be to, to, to try to divide the husband and wife. Because the scripture says that God hates putting away or divorce because it says, wherefore, it says, uh, did not did not he make two one? The reason being that he might seek a godly seed. So if you can divide and conquer, first of all, the husband and the wife, then you are going to be able to destroy the seed or the next generation. And uh, ultimately, God has you or me in his cross. I mean, excuse me, Satan has you or me in his crosshairs in order to take not us down because we're great. We might be the worst, worst thing, yeah. but to go after our kids. And, and so I, I, I just say, yeah. yeah, I'd say it's, yeah, number one, it's bigger than you. It's and it's and God's watching and uh, we can go from there. And folks, I got to tell you, this is real. This is, you know, it's in, it's in a lot of families. Uh, remember that Satan, you know, he comes in like, like what, the angel of light? I mean, his, you know, so you have Satan's followers, you know, unawares, people in many cases who aren't saved. I got to believe if somebody's this hurtful, this painful, um, I mean, you at least have to ask the question. And the question would be, you know, is, is, can someone like this be saved? Can you cause this much hurt? Can you cause this much pain? And so I, I think it's important that that question needs to be asked in this case. And we got to remember, you know, we got to show great empathy, I think, and guide uh, fellow siblings, family members, wherever you fit in this hierarchy. If you're someone being hurt, remember the Lord is nigh. He's right next unto them that are of a broken heart. And he saves such uh, that be of a contrite spirit. We got to encourage healing, I think, and restoration. Uh, you know, because this never lasts, these things never last sooner or later, people figure out, Hey, this is a mess. What's going on here? How in the world did this ever happen? That's how the devil works. Hey folks, we'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, thanks for hanging with us. And I, I think it's an important thing also that as we go through this, we we, we almost have to, cause this always comes to an end. So what happens when it comes to an end and what do we got to do? Well, I think it's important too, that we, we, we encourage people, 
that are seeking help and support, two are better than one. You, we hang out. We support the victim. You know, we're not uh, – a lot of Christianity, a lot of our history – has always been supporting the victim and taking care of people somewhere along the way as these narcissists have rose up to be warlords, even in their small little pieces of the world. Uh, and there's, you know, we're, we're forgetting to support the victims. We're forgetting to look out for one another. Uh, we're, you know, we got to come up uh, alongside of people like this. And we understand that God is right next to us. Uh, but we got to come up and we got to be right next to them. And, and, and in Proverbs 31, I wrote down these words just a minute ago as I was searching my concordance when uh, Brother Kevin was speaking. Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause, all such as appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and please the, plead the cause of the poor and needy. And poor is also talking about poor spiritually. And it's like helping people seek justice who've been victimized. Helping people seek justice from the only one who can give that justice, and that's God. And, and then, folks, if somebody's been physically hurt or wrongfully done outside of the laws of the United States, whatever state, county, city, wherever you're at in this whole wide world, if someone's broken the law, uh, Romans 13 is still in the Bible. You still need to file a mandated report. You still need to make sure that justice is done. Come up alongside of people. Kevin, I, I don't think there's much more I can say about coming up alongside of people. But there's people in my life when I, you know, when, when the phone calls began, he said, she said, when the lawyer called, sign over all your stuff, all those things that happened in my life, there were people when I went to fall backwards that held me up. And I think, I think this is one of those situations, Kevin, where we, we need to come alongside of people who've been hurt slowly. I mean, some people might still be uh, blinded by this so-called fake light, but yeah. we, we need to help the victims. What do you think? Yeah. Ad advocacy is a great thing. Um, I took a member of my family and we had to put a, a put her in a shelter because of uh, some oppression, oh. some, some phys physical, spiritual, emotional, everything abuse. And, um, and it was just, I, I just remember um, as we were, trying to get the, this individual, um, to, to, to the w women's shelter, you know, refuge type thing. Uh, we drove all night to get there and we got there and, and scooped her up and, and we were taking her. It was just, it was after a serious, serious physical altercation, uh, not physically with me, but with someone else. And, um, Long story short, uh, an airplane was a small airplane. General GA aircraft was following us, and um, and the the individual's brother was a pilot. So we just kind of thinking, you know, and not trying to be too, you know, looking over your shoulder, or looking for a devil under every rock. But there's this weird stuff taking place. Yeah. So when we finally got to the women's shelter, and and I just as as the the dad in this situation said, said to the, to the woman who headed the thing up, I said, 
how safe is it in here? And she was going through how safe it was and how there's just advocacy all through the place. And there's people that know what they're doing. They're connected in with the judicial system. They're ch- connected in with the police They're connected in with just so many things. I just, I, the, the sense that someone was on her side with power to do something because she was oppressed reminded me of, you know, the scripture, Isaiah 1, 17 says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. And, um, you know, this was my daughter, but she was oppressed. And I was just so excited that though I lived in another state, and yes, we were going to stay up there as long as it took. I was so glad for the relief of the oppression that she was going to be able to have a good night's sleep and some safety. And, you know, unless the airplane dropped an, uh, a nuclear weapon or something, she was going to be yeah. okay. And God took, God took the cause up. So yeah, brother, I think that, um, it's, it's just so essential that when we go through something, you know, I was just thinking about a situation a minute ago where uh, a narcissist uh, appeared in in our life at, um, as a family, you know, extended family type of thing. So, no, we're not going to get into anything, but uh, extended family situation, a narcissist comes in. And again, it was, a, it was a textbook situation, love bombing some and then invalidating others, trying to trying to, you know, cut off. Uh, people from, you know, cut off the, the stragglers from the rest of the bunch, but God took up for this. So, so yes, while we did our part to try to relieve the oppressed, God took up and how did he take up? Well, the, the people that, that were love bombed and it's not just, you know, extended family members. It's, you know, there's a whole circle. God began to show this person's true colors, and, you know, enough people start to see a narcissist is about themselves. So if you're out there fishing for compliments all day long because you're about yourself or fishing for pity or trying to, you know, in the name of of helping others, actually, you're helping yourself and, and you're you're not you're not. Um, how can you put I heard I, I read a, a, a saying today that says something like. There are people that if they cannot be the captain of the ship, they will sink the ship. And this this individual was exactly like that. If they can't own people and run people and be the savior, they will destroy the people. They will destroy that family. They will destroy that church. They will destroy that organization. And uh, so anyone that's in that situation, man, number one, yeah, seek advocacy. Number two. Trust God because God will bring your, your, you know, the judgment, uh, God will make the judgment call to, to bring out the people that are right. Not that we're perfect, not that you're perfect, but you know what? God cares about unrighteous oppression and God is going to make it so that you're going to come out of this thing on your feet. The dust is going to settle. They're going to be down. You're going to be standing. And, uh, and God's going to be right. And that's what matters. Yeah. You know, I can't help but think about how the devil does this in groups and in our families. I ended up over here in Matthew 13 and another parable put forth unto them saying the kingdom of heaven 
is likened unto a man which soweth good seed in his field, but well men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst thou sow good seed in the field? From whence then have it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. And, and see, that's the strategy of the devil in our families, in our lives. The strategy is to take all the good fruit we put out there, the hard work, those churches who are out there doing the right thing, those pastors who would die for you. I, I, every one of my supporting churches, I'd, I'd send you guys to be a member there tomorrow morning. You'd be helped, healed, loved, cared for. I'm talking about people who put God first, their family yeah. second, love people, hug people, hold people, cry with people, laugh with people. And at the end of the day, they represent a God that's bigger than this narcissism. They recommend a God that's uh, uh, bigger than he said, she said, they said. Uh, they recommend a God. They point you to a God that's bigger than any old person who comes along and tries to rip apart a family. You see, it's our responsibility to plant the good fruit. It's our, and sometimes, folks, I hate to say this, but I've learned from this parable, sometimes we have to put guards up. Sometimes we do need walls. There's a reason. You know, separation began, folks. I'll tell you, we're right up against the wall on this. We'll talk again about this tomorrow. We love you, folks. Part two, The Homewrecker. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.